Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey there, Tully here from Dungeon Deep Dive, just giving you a quick update on everything that's going on with the podcast. As you heard a couple of weeks ago, sadly, Danae had to step back from the podcast um, and we wish her all the best. We do have a new host lined up and we've recorded two episodes with her already, but unfortunately I fucked up the audio. That's on me, I'm very sorry, um, but we thought you deserve to have quality audio, uh, especially with a brand new host. So we'll be taking a hiatus over December to re-record those episodes and present you with some quality content starting in the new year. Thank you so much for your patience. In the meantime, we will be very active on the socials. Uh, you can catch us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter on at Dungeon Deep Dive. If you're holding your phone right now, please jump onto at least one of those. Um, subscribe, give us a comment, give us a like, and talk to us about what you'd like to see. We'd really love to hear from all of you. There'll be some homebrewing stuff coming up. There'll hopefully be a little bit of art, and we do have two campaigns starting up with all three of our hosts and Danae in one of them, so you'll be hearing a lot about those as well. In the meantime, what I have for you today is just a compilation of things that didn't make it to the final cuts of episodes, or some things that did, but we thought needed a recap. Thank you so much for sticking with us for so long. We look forward to catching you in the new year. Have a happy holidays, and see you soon. What I think is really funny is is the next decade because in the 1930s social security numbers appeared in America and everyone got told you have to memorize your social security number. Did people get a no. tattoo on themselves? <laughs> so he just started like tattooing the oh social security God. number on themselves. That is the least. That is like <laughs> a recipe for kidnap and fraud. Imagine being able to look at someone, just like look at someone for a moment and steal their identity. Love it, really. <laughs> <laughs> because in America, like, everything's tied to your social security number. If you have someone's, like, middle name and social security number... You're through. Set. Then you're like, yeah, you you are them pretty much as far as the government's concerned. I don't understand social security numbers and why they do that. It seems really dumb. Well, because originally, I believe, and I could be wrong, but I originally... Very secure. I believe that it used to be, like, the equivalent of, like, a Centrelink customer reference number. But then it just got too big. But, it, but yeah, well, it became a thing because instead of doing like our government does, where they generate them when you need them, they generate them for everyone. And so everyone had one and they were unique. And the best way to show that you knew that bas- the best way to prove that you were you, that you were you, because everyone had a number. So no one's going to remember your number and theirs. Yeah, true. That's so it just became point. like. As people like trusted it more and more and more, it became it like became so pervasive, and now it's like really a really dangerous concept. Actually, Yay. it's very galactic empire. It it does have yeah. a, a, a huge galactic empire vibe to it. Um. Oh God. See, now I'm doing it. I'm not going to say um. 
my tattoo. I have. I also only have one. Um, it's oh, see, <laughs> ridiculous. Kelly ruined us all. Otzi the Iceman was discovered in 1991 in the Alps. He was a naturally oh. mummified mummy. This is this is the world world's oldest mummy, yeah. Europe's oldest mummy. Europe's old. That's right, because he shows up in so much different bits of history. Yeah, he's a cool dude. <laughs> Literally. Oh god. For thousands of years. Oh, uh, I like so that. The Iceman is a cool dude. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why am I on this podcast? You hate puns. I know. That's why I don't understand how I live. Yeah, I know we've said this before, but it's like your puns are constant. And you're always, you, and you're always like, I hate puns. But then it's just like nonstop, like puns 24-7, which I got nothing against. But it's like, get your story straight today is all I'm saying. Maybe it's just like I hate other people's puns. But when it's me, it's okay. Maybe. I believe it's a bridal custom a lot of the time. Like the bride will get like really mm. intricate, beautiful henna. Yeah. In some areas, I believe um, it's after a wedding, a bride is um, not supposed to be doing housework until the henna has worn off. Oh, I like that rule. Well, a- until you remember that the henna only lo- only stays on for a couple of weeks. Yeah, well, still. Jesus. Yeah, still, still. It's still pretty cool. Still Tully. Yeah, I imagine being Better a... Better than nothing, Tully. Being a new wife in the ancient world, you probably want a couple of weeks off. Yeah, that's you got a you got a busy job ahead of you. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I will just note real quick that if you can work out the secret passcode to send us on Twitter, you, we will send you the recording of Danae going through every other decade. Yes. <laughs> Ever. All of them. Since... Oh my god, my microphone fell over in protest. <laughs> Every other decade. Every ever. decade between now and when that dude was buried in ice. And then all the way up to the 3000s. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, well, there's no, no good podcast doesn't have some speculative fiction. It's not speculative. I'm clearly a time traveler. Oh, well, that explains a lot, actually. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Like how mysterious I am. Well, I was thinking more that you show up as different ages each time we record, which I thought was pretty whack, but... <laughs> it is it is very strange that last week you showed up in as just a 90-year-old woman for no reason whatsoever. Look, I just felt like last week we all needed a bit of wisdom in our lives. Exactly. We needed a bit of life experience. But, like, do you know how much work Tully had to do while editing to make it so that people would recognise your voice? That's true. I'm really I mean, glad you got that voice mod up so I didn't <laughs> sound like this the entire time. Well, and, and the week before that when you were a 12-year-old boy was also a bit rough. I mean, being a 12-year-old boy is always rough. Hashtag. No, don't puberty. complete that. <laughs> so the fix has kind of gotten away from us a little bit, I think. <laughs> Some of this is definitely hitting the cutting room floor. Um, I know. I think this is all quality content. Is this the sex toys again, Tully? This because you've taken that away from me. We should wait. Did you end up cutting that? Yes, yes. dude. I Check know. Check out our socials. That's fucked. Yeah, fuck you, Tully. I'm quitting and this podcast. And not with a sex toy because clearly you have something against them. <laughs> clearly. Sorry for your prude. basic vanilla sex. Oh, God. This is a sex positive podcast, Tully. And if you can't handle that, then you need to leave. If you can only handle missionary for two minutes, then I feel sorry for you. <laughs> you I say that knowing more about your sex life than probably I should know. You don't need to have toys to have a, a second position. 
I mean, that's true. <laughs> well, it's just because missionary is so good. Who <laughs> 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 could last any longer? Oh, my God. Uh, uh, it? Okay, no, I could really derail this conversation now. You two now. are going to be the death of me. Okay. End time. Thank you. Then, as body modification goes, there's actually also one called purling, um, which is otherwise known as genital beating. I'm going to say that sounds dirty. and It is referenced in a piece of work of ours. Um, basically, the idea was it was ball bearings. Nowadays, it's mostly... Ball bearings. Um, nowadays, it's mostly um, more inert things, um, usually silicon. But essentially, it's small beads implanted subdermally um, in <laughs> various different areas around mostly the penis. Oh I God. just realised why you said that it's in one of our works. Yeah. Yep. I remember. But can we just... Tully and I um, write plays on the side. And in one of them that's in, in progress, penis ball bearings do get brought up. Yep. Yeah, because it was a practice with uh, sailors in Asia. I want to say the Philippines. Um Essentially, yeah, it was it, the the rumor was that they were um, not well endowed, and as a result, they would get this done as like a little kind of like an, a yieldy ribbed condom. Fucking ribbed for her pleasure. <laughs> I was just about to say, <laughs> exactly. Um, this is a Patreon only piece of content for sure. Oh god, I just I can't handle this. I can't handle this episode, guys. Anyway. I didn't. I didn't realize how much Tully was getting was going to get into dermal implants, and it's just really, it's really. <laughs> I was going to breeze over it, but then we got into a conversation about it. I know, and like, it's. I shouldn't have said anything. I shouldn't have brought up that it was like a thing for me because then we wouldn't have talked about it. But how how do they know that it works on fur like that then? Because it's using cattle branding. Oh. oh, okay. Yeah, it's it's used quite often in in cattle branding, but it has been used on humans as well. See, I don't know. I was really excited when you were t- when you were saying before we started recording about like, oh, I'm going to talk about all these different types of tattooing and like different variations of it. And I was like, yeah, some of the, some of these are better going to be super cool. They sound awful. These sound way worse to have done to you than a regular. I think I'm just going to stick to a tattoo gun. Thank you very much. Just like, you wait. No, no, no disrespect to anyone, of course, because like I just couldn't handle it. Yeah, respect. Like actually. more. Yeah, no. Th- anyone who can do this is far more powerful than I will ever be. Mm. Yeah, I was terrified of, of my tattoo really hurting and then I, I got in there I remember I walked in fucking shaking because everyone was like oh tattoos hurt so much they <laughs> they are the most painful thing sweetie and so I sat down and my tattoo artist gave me that spear like okay well you know if you feel like you're going to vomit or pass out just tell me so I can stop the tattoo so it doesn't like you know go awry and I was like oh Fuck, here we go. So I sat down there and she's like, okay, I'm going to do a line. And then she was going to draw the tattoo. And then... <laughs> ha, ha. And, and she did a, like a line and, and then of cocaine. Uh, no, she did a line and it just felt like a little cat claw, like scratching. And then she was like, okay, that's like as painful as it'll be. And I was like, oh. See, that's wild because like... I found that when I got my tattoo done, it was like, like it was pretty bad at first just because it was like more intense than I expected. And then it eased off. But then, because I was there for about an hour 15, and then that last 20 minutes was the worst 20 minutes 
yeah. of my life. Because your skin's like, so irritated and it's still tracing it. Oh, you know? it's so bad. Because the, because the um the tattoo I have, and anyone who's seen the thing it's based on would would know this, has a lot of like really intricate like lines and shading and stuff. Yeah. So it got to a point where she was just like going over and over these tiny fine lines. And then she was like filling in the gaps in the black with some white so the black didn't bleed and stuff. And it was just like, oh, I got really rough at the end there. Mm. Yep. Did it not get worse for you? It did, yeah. Like the last 15 minutes were the worst just yeah. because the skin was irritated and mine has a lot of shading and like detailing yeah as well as well as um, i forget the little name for it but basically it's almost like little bumps or like little dots and such i don't know oh yeah that's what the like shading around the mm. edge of mine is yeah it's just like little dots yeah and i was like why does it hurt more now and then yeah apparently that's just what happens because it gets all inflamed and then they just keep tracing over and over and over oh so that's like standard experience mm. yeah okay um I mean, mine was fairly simple. It was just a standard line, and then the the red is all done with, was all done with a really wide set of needles. Oh, good! And okay. it was so quick. I mean, the the color was so much. It was it was almost soothing, um, and the line work, unless it was going over a tendon, was so easy. Mm. I was basically yeah, kind of lacks the pain. You know what I mean? I I was there with my girlfriend, actually, and she was sort of, like, stroking my other arm. And because I had to sit – because it's on the back of my neck, I had to sit, like, straddling a chair, like, leaning over it, and I almost fell asleep at one point just because I was – it was really relaxing. Huh. You're not giving them, like, a wish tattoo on their foot, you know? (laughs) Because that would be stupid. Oh, I'm just imagining giving a character a recharging wish tattoo. Oh, my God. I love that. Oh, I hate that. No, I take it back. <laughs> Actually, every DM that's listening should give all of their characters one wish tattoo. That's just a wish spell scroll to cast at will. It just it it recharges every month. <laughs> <laughs> Once a month, I make a wish. Oh God, wish is beautiful, Danae, because it's literally what it sounds like. You just make a wish, and then that just happens. Oh my God! It's very much like uh, a whole rabbit's foot, you know, genie style, where you. you the D, it's at the DM's discretion how it happens. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It can also destroy your ability to cast wish again, and I think to even use magic if you fuck it up too badly. Oh. Yeah, you have to every time you cast it, you roll a D one hundred, and there's a, a specific effect. Sometimes it works perfectly, sometimes it works, but you know at a cost, and sometimes you cannot cast wish again ever. Yeah. Damn. And obviously, the only thing to override a wish is a wish, so it's a whole thing. Um. So, uh, did everyone check their star signs this morning? Oh, fuck, I didn't. Look, let me let me see what mine says. Uh, I'm a Virgo, and can I just say, I really am a Virgo. Mine was, mine was really confusing, because I checked mine today, and it just said, uh, don't believe anything you read today. So, <laughs> I was... I kind of just put my computer away. That's fair. Wait, let me, October, wanna... uh, October 10th, 2019, you're going to die. What? Here, Tully. Um, that's, that's just it. It's it's a whole paragraph, but that's the only words. Uh, well, sorry, is this yours, Tully? Yeah, this is mine. Um, what sign? What sign are you? I'm a Pisces. Hmm? Uh, let me take a look. What side are we going through? Oh, uh, yeah. No, I found I found another website that actually clarifies that a little bit more. Oh, excellent. Please, um, please do. Let me read you this quote. It says, "Tully Grimley, yes, you, Tully. Tully, I'm speaking to you. Your time is coming to an end. 
you have maybe a few short hours. Arrange your affairs. Death is imminent. So, I don't know what that means, but I hope I mean, that clarifies things for you. It, it does make sense to me, but that's the thing about horoscopes is they, they always make it really broad so that everyone can take something away from it. It has to be able to apply to everyone. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, wait, astronomy. Oh, what? sorry, that's... This is another topic. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, the stars did say you're dying, but that's not but, what we're here for. No. Wow. This was a weird bit. <laughs> I know, right? Can I also just say, bit. mine's all talking about relationships today. Sob, sob. Oh, beans. Oh, beans. Oh, <laughs> beans. Hang on. It's Your generosity is coming out in full force and you will feel like you have time for everyone's requests. In fact, you will probably help out a whole slew of folks before you even get your lunch break. Be careful when it comes to how you dole out the gift of your wisdom, though. Not everyone is ready to hear the honest feedback and advice that you have to offer. Ingrates are not very fun to deal with, but with a sense of perspective, you'll be able to stay focused on the positive side of things. <gasps> Fucking ingrates? It literally Holy says shit. ingrates. All right. I, I love that because it does feel like something that could just apply to my life. But at the moment, I've been like talking to people and everyone's been super great about it. So unless they mean ingrate as in they're great, uh, then no. All right, here's mine, right? This, I like this one, same site. Monotony will drag down your mood today, so you should try to welcome any disruptions to your routine with your arms wide open. Yeah, I did disrupt my routine. I broke you up did. with my toxic girlfriend. <laughs> too many stale ideas and emotions have been hovering around you for far too long, gang gang. And you could use something to stir up the stagnancy, like redownloading Tinder and Bubble two days after a breakup. <laughs> Even if it's something that you might initially find slightly annoying, like redownloading Tinder and Bubble two days after a breakup. Buck up because this is the beginning of a new phase for you in which your outlook is much more positive. Things suddenly feel more possible than ever. Oh, like getting a response in less than like six hours. That's nice. I feel like I'm not bitter at all. I feel like directly after a breakup is the time when all horoscopes are the most relevant. Oh yeah. Anyway, we're talking about astronomy this week, team. Well, I something completely different. I didn't get to read mine, mine, and I just wanted to quickly say that mine just says, "Think, don't worry if you things don't look like they're happening because." Uh, if if you wait long enough, eventually they will. It literally says, over time and given enough of it, everything will come to its point of peaceful balance where the bill is paid. Because uh, it's talking about, like, things costing stuff. It's just like, my thing is just, if it doesn't look like things are happening, don't worry, because one day a thing will have happened. So we're right. <laughs> that is so fucking broad. Wow. Absolutely ridiculous. Seriously, wow. Um, but anyway. Which is why it's fortunate that we're sticking more with astronomy. You know, yeah. a thing that makes sense. Sorry, guys. I don't mean to be rude to anyone that believes in astrology, but it's a little silly. The thing just told me that things happen. Like, we get it. <laughs> I get it. I don't know. Mine was specifically talking about ingrates. If that's not targeted, I don't know what is. <laughs> um, anyway, um, more on that next week. Oh, yeah, kind of, yeah, huh. Yeah, fun. But this week... Oh, well, now I feel like we should have just saved this, the whole astrology intro for then. Oh, well, too late now. 
Um, certain combinations of plants and minerals could induce sleep, cause paralysis, poison the body, cloud the mind, or heal various wounds and maladies. Or put a stopper in death. Death. Turn to page. 394. Is it? Okay. Wow, I, I hope that's right. <laughs> I'm just going to turn to page 300. Oh, are you doing a Snape thing? Yeah. Ah, uh, I see. Yeah, I, see. I can, I can teach you to... Brew glory. Brew glory. Stopper luck. and no, 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 no. Bot- Bottle fame and even put a stopper in death. Wait. No, I need to say this properly. But from memory, the potions aren't even that cool, except for the they, one. They, they do cool legitimately things. make liquid luck. Yeah, they make liquid luck and polyjuice potion. You That's the only ready? fucking ready, cool ready? things that they make in the whole series. I can teach you how to bottle fame, brew glory, even put a stopper in death. If you want as big a bunch of dunderheads as I usually have to teach. <laughs> Thank you, J.K. Rowling, for putting Dunderhead in your book. Clearly the most relevant insult of our day and age. Shame she made him an incel, huh? Because that's yeah, a cool I know. speech. I know. Really ruined what could have been a really interesting character. Snape if- was a great character, except that he was a terrible character and an incel. Yeah, well, it's like... I love Snape. I'm sorry. I won't take this. You can make a character that's an incel. If you acknowledge that it's bad, and she just treated it like he was fine the whole time, and it's like he's clearly he, abusing children. He loved you Lily. This is all valid. Hmm? He loved Lily. Ergo, this is all valid. No, no, no. I disagree strongly. She was making the point that bullying and like lost love and blah 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 could turn someone into something malicious, and she never said it was okay. Yes, she did. No, she didn't. Snape got a full. It's an explanation, not an excuse. It's absolutely. He, it an is excuse. not an Harry excuse. Harry Potter named one of his kids after. Yeah, because Severus. he acknowledged the sacrifice. He wasn't saying, "Oh, thanks for abusing me, Snape Rooney." He, he, he literally was... said, "Named after two of the greatest wizards that ever lived." Uh huh. And besides, which he was the sacrifice. Which he was the sacrifice. The sacrifice that Snape made does not make up for decades of abusing children. Uh, I think it is. Okay, everyone He didn't dies. abuse children, really. He abused Harry Potter. Let's We are redlining so hard here. I don't care. I'm just saying everyone dies. He doesn't get he doesn't get special treatment because he happened to die. Good. He gets special you know, treatment hey. because he had to like basically take care of this kid who he hated and he did it anyway. And then he got upset when Dumbledore was like no, we have to kill him, Sosbra. And he's like, what? We raised him like a pig for slaughter. And you see the tenderness inside him then emerge as oh, he realises that he doesn't actually hate Harry Potter. He just hates the memory of what he stands for. But the kid himself, he supported. Thank of course, you. of course. No, Thanks I, for coming to my TED Talk. I forgot about the one of the three moments of tenderness from the torturous <laughs> neo-Nazi that abuses the children main characters for seven full books. I'm sorry, I forgot I overlooked that one moment. Anyway, let's uh that's probably going to make a make an appearance at some point. I'm saving that rant. I have more. That's going in the podcast. We're already totally at first ten minutes. sex toys now, Snape. You're taking away every good thing beginning with S. All I'm saying is, first of all, now you have to put the sex toys in thing from last episode. <laughs> so if you haven't heard anything about sex toys in the last episode. Then fuck you, Tully. Yeah. Also, that's fine. Why would 
I just think it's a waste of 10 minutes if we throw out a perfectly good intro. Exactly. You want this whole 10 minutes to be the intro? Sorry, do you want to record another intro? I want this whole 10 minutes and then the intro music. Anyway, so... I want this to just be the podcast. The last thing you said was... Potions, Snape. The last thing we did was an ill-advised Harry Potter quote when you were talking about like the different kinds of po- things that potions did. Right, so basically... <laughs> Tully's like, please God, take this bait and run with it. Uh, basically, shaman, medicine men and women. I just think you see him using <laughs> dark magic from such a young age. He was clearly evil. Anyway, he wasn't. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Snape is. He wasn't the one bullying James and casting spells spells on him. Sorry, but he's the one that joined the Nazis. He joined the Nazi party. Yeah, but then immediately regretted it. I mean, like, I'm, no, shut up. I'm just saying, are you not allowed to make a heinous mistake? Like, the point of Snape was he was never a good guy. He was never meant to be a good guy. He was never portrayed as a good guy. He was portrayed as a guy who sacrificed a lot because he knows that he fucked up and made a major, major mistakes and then tried to reconcile that and come back to the good side and take care of the kid but could never fully get over himself or his past or how he felt about it. So he kept failing even though he was trying to be a good man and that's why he wasn't a coward why he got so upfront about that to harry because he was like yeah fine i might be shit but i'm not a coward i try counterpoint snape is an evil evil incel who has treated the entire book as if he's going to be a character that has a redemption arc but then instead at the very end just drops dead and that's the whole extent of his redemption he never once tries to do a good thing for anyone and Disagree, first he of all. just doesn't... He's not good to anyone, and he makes no attempt to reform himself until the final scene he's in... No, he doesn't! Just so J.K. Rowling could give that stupid epilogue. Nah, 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 nah. He always tries to help Harry, albeit in, like, really mean ways. What? Well, what about when he was trying to teach, like, you know, him how to shut Voldemort out of his mind? Yeah, as he was helping Voldemort. Nah. He was a triple agent, remember? No, but he... Kind of no, he was wasn't. working for Albus. No. So to bring this back to the podcast... There's, I'm just saying there's a difference between a, between a double agent and just someone who is working for two people at the same time completely no. uncritically and following their orders completely. No, I, no. Okay, so we'll save no. this for the Harry Potter podcast, which for I'm the, sure exists. Or for the full intro to this episode. Or for the full intro <laughs> to this episode. Anyway, just today. 15 minutes of screaming redlining. <laughs> <laughs> you, you should see the fucking audio. That's it's beautiful. almost entirely redlined. <laughs> okay, but I mean, I heard it through my headphones. It's salvageable. Just bring the volume down. We'll be right. Yeah. Um, okay, so... Because we is, don't know each other. No, because we don't know each other I've at only all. known you for what? Ten years? Yeah. Yeah, Not something enough. like that. Okay, go. Um, so, getting to You know- bought me my first vibrator and you don't know me well <laughs> enough to answer this question. That's beautiful. That it, That's true friendship. I, I That was a good vibrator. Thank you. Yeah, you, you told me. It, it, this, is, this is a legendary vibrator, apparently, that she hasn't been able to find since. I've never been able to find it. It was great because it was good for you and a partner. Wait, sorry. So did you pick the vibrator, Tolly? Or were you given yeah, a I specific... was just presented with it on my 18th birthday. You didn't, like, like, give him a... Wow. This that is was, that was my first sex toy. 18th birthday present. It's... I'm actually really impressed. And how because far that... I've come. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> 
I'm just saying that's probably the first, I would guess, the first sex toy that Tolly's ever bought. It seems like it was a fucking yeah. knock out of yeah, the park. Was actually. Wait, what? You had a girlfriend and you decided I was in better need of a vibrator than you yourself? I mean, it's the first one I personally bought. Oh, I see. Um, I see that loophole that yeah. you just created for yourself. I mean, only one was purchased before that, but I was that was the first one I'd personally purchased. I see. Yeah, Tully actually bought the second sex toy. Just Ooh. a fun little historical fact. Anyway, fun... Uh, Fun little getting to know you question. If your characters had a sex toy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Double-ended dildo. I hope you guys know I'm saving this for future, like, extra content, but it is not going in the episode. Oh, come on. <laughs> maybe maybe a content. little bit. What's not going in the episode? This whole sex toy thing? Why am I even here? <laughs> this is like the only valid contribution I have. Literally showed up tonight to talk about the vibrator that Tully bought you. Like, that's the reason I came. I oh, know. Shout out to Pipe Dream if you ever remake that uh, little pink vibrator with the two like bullets or like the wire things that like heat up over time. Hit me up on Dungeon Deep Dive. In fact, just hit us up at Dungeon Deep Dive. Yeah, we'll make one with three and we can have a fun <gasps> time on air. We can have, yeah, oh, that's such a good idea. Thank you. Oh my um, God, episode on sex toys. Episode on sex toys, and we'll get the the folks that, and then they fucked to come over. Oh yeah, we do absolutely have to do what we did with brewing and actually try them, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Cool. We're cool, all cool, getting cool. naked. Fuck yeah. Anyway, I've got a getting to know you question for everybody. Go. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, for those of you listening at home, there's been about a 10-minute sequence edited out of here. No, um, there hasn't. I will refer to it consistently through the episode. I will make it impossible for Tully to toys. edit out. It's all about sex toys. Fuck you both. <laughs> so Tully, if you I want. <laughs> I've got to be a teacher in a four days. Well, look, just don't tell them about your sick podcast. Yeah, With my dude, name attached to my it. My mother listens to this. I have more to lose. Dude, that's gross. Why would you tell them about the sex toys? Yeah, you Jesus. predator. Don't be gross, Tully. Anyway, anyway Tully, I'm getting to know you question. Get, like, uh, take a second silence and then record the next bit. Um, no, we're keeping this in. This is in the show. So Tully had a getting to know you question that he'd like to present to the room. Tully? Yeah. So. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.